Mic check, mic check. Good morning, incredible people. It's your favorite motivator from afar, Mike Mallory, with the motivational jump start right here on WHUS2. All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next to the microphone, Helen from Manchester, Connecticut. He's an educator, a DJ, motivational speaker. He's a mama's boy, producer of positivity one person at a time. He enjoys long walks on the beach and fun fetty cupcakes. Give it up for the illest educator from the east to the west, Justice Faustino Lopez. Oh, thank you, thank you, my man. You were far too kind. I'm like, Malvi, I really appreciate this opportunity to come out here, man. Really, thank you, thank you. Man, what's up, brother? How you doing? All is well, man. How about yourself? Man, I'm good, man. Finally got you in studio, man. Oh, man, I appreciate the opportunity to come out here, man. I see you doing great things. You know, I'm really encouraged by what you're doing online. Seeing all these videos, man, I'm like, all right, man, I got to be a part of this movement. Oh, of course, of course, of course, man. So like we like to do on the Motivate to the Jump Story, man, we like to jump right into it, man. Word. So who are you and what makes you come alive, brother? Tell the listeners out there. Word, no doubt. But first and foremost, before we get started, man, I really want to thank you. You know, mm-hmm. I want to thank WHUS. I want to thank UConn for allowing this opportunity to occur, man. So, you know, just much love to that. Yeah. But uh, my name is Justice Lopez. I'm from Manchester, Connecticut. You know, a young upcoming educator, man, just looking to uh, make this world a better place than, than what I found it, man. And that's, that's, that's the goal. That's the mission. That's the motive. And just trying to make this world a better place. Absolutely, absolutely. So we know out here in the world, man, you're just a phenomenal, incredible rock star educator in the world. What inspired you to become an educator? Because I know you're carving out your footprint in the world and you're making an incredible difference. How has that been for you and what inspired you to become an educator? So when I think about that question, I think about how that's tied into my ancestors and how it's tied into my, my mother and my father and, and their story is my story, right? So growing up, my father, he actually... Um, he dropped out of high school mm-hmm. and he went back to go and, and finish his high school diploma. And um, in the sense of, of formal education, right, he didn't progress past that, but I consider him a very educated man. And also, furthermore, in, to build upon that, uh, my mom graduated high school. And uh, after she had me, my brother and sister, she went back to uh, Manchester Community College to try to get her associate's degree. Right. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, she went back, she realized the value of education. So I say that in the context of their story is my story because growing up, I always valued education, whether that was formally or informally. And I just remember, like, my father always coming back home from work, my mother always coming back home from work saying, you know, justice, go to college, you know, get your education uh-huh. so that you got more opportunities, right? Like, that's that's the American dream, right? And that's that's the narrative that I heard growing up. Um, education equaled opportunities yep, yep. but but growing up i wanted to be a businessman in all actuality i wanted to be an accountant i had no idea what an accountant did i just knew that they made money and no no disrespect to accountants like i have a lot of friends who are accountants but i literally had no idea what i wanted to do like i just uh-huh. like yeah, i want to make some money yeah, and become yeah, an yeah. accountant and that was my thought process growing up just to help out with the fam you know make some money and become a businessman and uh, it wasn't until my junior year in high school where uh-huh. i took um, an early college experience class, uh, American studies class, yep. dope, dope class, co-taught language arts and social studies. And it was taught by two of my like favorite teachers, Amanda Lister and Heather Bannis. Mm-hmm. And they allowed us to engage and be ourselves, man. We talked about who we were. We talked about life. We talked about the American dream. Is it achievable? We talked about politics. We talked about controversial issues. We talked about social justice. And I was like, man, this is kind of dope. Yeah, like, yeah, this is yeah. dope. Like, I enjoy this <laughs> educational experience. Like, this is real. Like, this education right here. And um, I remember going downstairs one day. And they took all of our class to take, like, an online assessment uh-huh. to see what we wanted to do when we were older. 
and uh, kind of asked his questions like, do you enjoy working in groups? Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy working alone, et cetera, et cetera? Kind of like tailoring to our personalities and what we wanted to do. Absolutely. And, and my top two that had came out during that online assessment were politician and educator. Right, right, so right. So I'm thinking at the time, and I'm like, all right, politician and educator. I'm thinking I want to become a businessman. And I talked to my teachers at the time, and I'm like, Ms. Banners, what you think? Like, this is saying politician, educator. Uh-huh. You think I should be, like, what you think? And she was like, Justice, I think you'd be a great educator. And that was kind of like the inception. Like, I always valued education. I always thought it was important. Like, I always grew up in the formal and informal sense, right? Mm-hmm. But that was like the inception of like, okay, I could see myself doing this. Right, right, right. And then just growing up, once I thought about that, I was realized how how me becoming an educator is something so much more than just like, me teaching in the classroom. Right, right, that, right. That it's a movement, that it's needed, that teachers of color, particularly male teachers of color, are needed in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Right, when we talk about the disproportionality of our students of color, particularly Absolutely. male students of color, uh-huh. who are disproportionately represented in special education classes, yep. in school to prison pipeline, expulsion rates. I yep. mean, we need more role models in the classroom that authentically reflect the students' experiences mm-hmm. that they're being led by, right? right so right. I, I hear this and and, and, and I, I'm encouraged by mentors and I'm encouraged by people and I, I started to become a part of larger movements and realize that this is something larger than just like me just teaching a class in the classroom, right? So I've become a part of organizations that, that, that build that. That, that allowed that to grow uh-huh. um, and people who, who believed in that and nourished that. So, you know, when I got up here to UConn, um, I got really involved. I got entered into the SSS program, the yep. TRIO program, and, yep, and yep. I really found my place there. And I got a lot of mentors and I was able to navigate the system through there and become a part of just like dope and inspiring experiences with people. Right, right. So, so, you know, in saying all of that, man, and just the energy and the, the opportunities that you've taken advantage of, you know, just from that junior year in high school all the way now with you being an educator in the world, like what have been some of those obstacles? Because I feel the energy, you know, I'm sure the listeners feel the energy out there, but I'm sure, you know, there's been a lot of, to a degree, backlash. It's needed, you know, teachers of color, male teachers of color, but then also in a society and a system that's not really as flamboyant and filled with energy within the, you know, learning experience of students. So, you know, how has that been with you being in the classroom? And then what have been some of those struggles or obstacles that you faced, you know, to this point? Well, I think about my first year teaching, right? I would I would kind of sum it up like this, a beautiful struggle, right? Mm-hmm. And I think throughout the profession of education and through the career, a lot of educators would describe it as that. It right, is this right. beautiful experience, yet we, we are able to navigate through the struggles of everyday life, of seeing and trying to overcome issues in the classroom, outside of the classroom, mm-hmm. and trying to inspire people to become the best versions of themselves that they can possibly be. Right, right. And it is, it's a blessing to be able to do that, right? To be able to come in and have a conversation that could potentially shift the paradigm and mindset Absolutely, of the youth. Absolutely, yeah. Because in yeah. all actuality, I mean, that's if we want to change the world, we have to start with the youth. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I've come to terms with. And it gives you something larger and a larger purpose to connect with. Mm-hmm. So I've enjoyed my experience. It's, it's been a beautiful struggle. But some difficult things that I've struggled with in regards to navigating the system is, is shifting the paradigm of a system that, in, in all actuality, w- w- was, is functioning in a way that is disengaging a lot of youth. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, so I'm trying to figure out and, and, and maneuver that system. And one of the biggest things that I've tried to to maneuver through is, is navigating through negativity. Right, right, um, right, right. And that's in any sense, not just with education, but in any job that you get involved in. When you, when you come into a system or any job or any career and you're trying to shift the paradigm of a mindset or you're trying to uh, create new ideas or new classes or new programs and initiatives, 
negativity is going to come. Right, right, And right. that's been a, a tough thing for me to kind of navigate through. Um, people who, who, who are stuck in one way, particularly thinking, and, and you may come from a different paradigm and a different perspective. And I say, look, I respect where you're coming from with this, but there might be a more effective way to engage our youth in this particular way. Right. And, and one thing that allowed me to kind of navigate through that, because I would come back home and I, I would get frustrated because it's, it's really, you know, you, you get passionate about this work. Right? You get really involved. You, you spend a lot of your time with it. You do lesson plans. You're pouring over grading essays. You're pouring over, like, interacting with teachers and parents and students. It, it's, it's a very, it, 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 it's a profession of your soul. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, yeah. you know, to be able to navigate through that negativity, one of my mentors, she broke it down like this. And any institution you're a part of, they can be broken down into 10%. 80% and 10%. Mm-hmm. 10% of the people that you are involved in, in any institution are going to be your agents, like your agents of change. Agents of change. And yeah, basically yeah. what they're going to do is they're, they're going to be your innovators. They're going to be your entrepreneurs. They're going to think of new ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. And they're always going to be there to support you in any idea. 80% are going to be in the middle. Now, they may want to follow along with the people who are doing new things or they may want to follow along with a new idea or whatever that may be. But for whatever circumstances they have in their life, whether that's um, with family or resources or finances or just like their personal experiences of being weared down, Mm -hmm. they may not be able to fully support that idea, vision or movement. And then 10 percent of people are not going to support anything in any way, shape or form. They're going to be very negative. They're not going to be open to any aspect of change. And that's what's been the hardest aspect to me because mm-hmm. you're going to work with those people and you're going to be surrounded with those people both in and outside of your profession. So Absolutely. how are you going to like see their perspective and see where they're coming from but also at the same time inspire yourself, make sure you're being nourished and make sure that they're being nourished at the same time. So it's, it's a delicate balance. Man, it's a delicate balance. And I also think that unfortunately some of that 10% who doesn't want change might be in power positions, you know? So I think that's True. a kind of, you know, uh, a sticky situation. But I think, you know, within that 10% of game changers and agents of change out there in the world, you know, including yourself, you know, the good fight has to continue to happen because these kids are starving for it. You know what I mean? Like, speak just a little bit quickly before we take our first break, just about just the, the, the kids that you've been impacting and just so many, you know, uh, students that teachers might have written off. And then, boom, you know, Justice Lopez comes in and with your unique method and techniques are able to engage, disengage students that most people would have written off. And now they're, you know, engaged and active within their learning experience. Well, I, I appreciate that thought. But mm-hmm. in all actuality, I, I truly believe that, all students have the cap- capabilities of being geniuses, right? Absolutely. Like they, they, they have the genius inside of them. They mm-hmm. really do. Like they have this unique gift. They have this unique strength. They have this unique mindset. They have this unique art form that they really want to showcase to the world. Like, mm-hmm. and, and all it really takes is somebody to authentically believe in them, right? right, right, right. To, to create the environment where they feel like they, they matter, mm-hmm. that their opinions matter, mm-hmm. that they are supported mm-hmm. both emotionally and, and, and developmentally, that they feel like they can flourish and thrive. And right, when you're right. able to create that type of environment for people the possibilities are endless and you'll be hearing from one of my one of my cousins right here like uh-huh. goes to the high school Jonathan Martinez like he'll talk about his experiences I don't I don't need to speak about any experiences because I allow people I allow their experiences to speak for them right Absolutely. and and I, I, there's no need for me to to, to go about and, and, and talk about uh, you know the impact that particular people have you, you just have to go to the source go mm-hmm. to the students go to the people and, and, and hear their story right 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 man you're hearing it right here on WHUS the motivational jump start with Mike Mallory we got Justice Lopez in the studio he did bring his cousin Jonathan Martinez so that's actually a great segue to continue to jumpstart your morning we're gonna play identities behind the unknown by Jonathan Martinez right here on the motivational jump start.
Yeah. Let me tell you about race. A different color, a different face. But that don't mean that different people cannot relate. They have knowledge. Young black teens going to college. Trying to work hard and get acknowledged. But society wants to demolish the dream. By creating stereotypes that are hurting all the generation. And making us look bad as a nation. So stand up, be brave, and don't support discrimination. Because lately, all that I've been seeing on the news is black lives matter and cops wanting to abuse. But tell me what better is for us to use. Because they have guns, that's true, but we have a voice to shoot the truth. They say that I should speak with louder than words. But that's because we let those things occur. And I'd rather prefer to touch the people just to see what happens. And nobody's gonna do it, so you have to fight for action. And nobody's gonna do it, so you have to fight for action. Yeah. And nobody's gonna do it, so you have to fight for action. No surprise. Half of these people just live in pain. And all this racism just stops the of their brain. But it's about time to make a change. Because we are just one race and we are family straight in our veins. All right, welcome back to the Motivational Jumpstart right here on WHUS2. We got our incredible educator in the building, Mr. Justice Lopez, and he's been out here inspiring and talking a little bit about the incredible things that he's been doing in the world, you know, as an incredible educator, alum of UConn, and we have a little bit more. So you ready to jump back in? Let's make it happen, my man. Let's make it happen. So, you know, outside of the incredible things that you've been doing as an educator and engaging students and, you know, knowing that all these students have, you know, top-level genius within them, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? There's this trend out here in the world. Hip hop education, one yep, of my yep. favorite trends. You know the, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 intersection of hip hop and education, and a lot of phenomenal educators out there. But what is hip hop education? I mean, hip hop ed is 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 the cultural movement that is a manifestation of our ancestors and how we use to tap into that, right? And and engage our youth and engage our story through our curriculum and our school systems. It's about engaging students where they are mm-hmm. with their culture, engaging them in in culturally relevant pedagogy and, yep. and being able to 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 meet them where they're at. And if, if they're engaging in a cipher, like you hop in that cipher and you engage with them. If a student's tapping on a desk, right, as opposed to telling them to shut up and stop, you engage them in that process and you hit a freestyle, uh-huh. right? It's about giving them examples that that they they lived through and they've been through. Right, it's right. about talking about the J. Cole album. It's about talking about to Pimba Butterfly. It's about talking to them about all right and how that's that's that song 
is a modern day anthem of the movement continued and how it's so much more than just a song. Right, like right, it's right, the modern right, day right. civil rights movement of our time. Like that's that's what that is. I mean, it, it, it's a movement, man. Like every Tuesday, if you want to go hop on nine o'clock, you know, we got hip hop ed. Make sure to join the, the discussion. Uh-huh. Right. Dr. Chris Edmond out there. Teachers College holding it down. So, yep, 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 um, yep. you know, it's, it's a movement, man. Like when you go about and think about what that is and it's and it's built upon. It's built upon a lot of scholars who've come before us, right? Like Absolutely. people, people like may just like hop on and like, oh, what's hip hop? Ed, like, where's this coming from? Like, this has been around for a long time, right? Uh-huh. We got Doctor Michael Eric Dyson, right? Absolutely. We got we got Doctor Mark Lamont Hill, right? Yep, we got yep. Doctor Jeffrey Ogbar. Uh-huh. We got soon to be Doctor Rosa Clemente, uh-huh. right? We we got Bettina Love. We got Doctor Chris Edmond. We got Mister Benneby. We got Ian Plevy. We got uh-huh. yeah, Tomas yeah. Alvarez, right? Like the list could go on and on. All uh-huh. these scholars that are are investing and believe in this work because yeah, yeah. they see the benefit to it and. And there is a tremendous amount of benefit to it. Uh-huh. No, and, and I think it's powerful, man. And just knowing, you know, shout out definitely to Dr. Chris Emden, you know, out there in Columbia. Great, great guy out there in the world, man. So, you know, understanding this, understanding the culture, you know, if, if a student, you know, students are doing a cipher, instead of punishing them, instead of sending them, you're like, yo, engage in that process. So how have you used hip hop to inspire and engage students, you know, just through your process? So I think about, what that looks like to me, right? Uh-huh, and, absolutely. And I, and I think about, I think about how my story is connected in that, mm-hmm. right? And and my story is hip hop ed, and and my story is my story of my students. Absolutely. So, you know, just just a brief little background on that. Like, my father grew up in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a part of the Five Percenters. So it's a hip hop group organization dedicated to peace, love, and unity. Right? Absolutely. And uh, growing up, he was a big b boy. Mm-hmm. Like he was involved in the movement seventies and eighties in Brooklyn. Like that was the peak era of when you talk about the inception of of hip-hop. You're talking about Brooklyn, you're talking about Bronx, you're talking yeah, about yeah, the yeah. movement. Like, that's where the genius was created. Like, uh-huh. this is innovation. So he was around during that time, and his name is is his Jose William Lopez, right? And and I think about that, and I think about, in the context, on the street, he was named Justice. That uh-huh. was his name, was Justice. And I'm like, Dad, how'd you get your name? He was like, on the street, man, they called me Justice Divine Allah, Justice of the Most High, like Justice. Like, I was just... I, I love people. I love connecting. I love dancing. I love hip hop. I love music. Uh-huh. And I think about that history and I think about that story and how that's my story and Absolutely. how that's my history. And that's so when I think about engaging my students, I always keep that in mind. Like mm-hmm. this, this is so much more than a movement. This is so much more than just like a hashtag. This is so much more than just like diving in some dope lyrics by J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar. Like, no, no, no. This is this is the, the, the ancestral DNA of, of our people. Absolutely. So when I think about how I do that. Right. How do I do that in the classroom? Mm-hmm. The, the biggest way that I think of is. And this can't be done alone, first and foremost. So I got to give a big shout out to, to Ryan Parker, a big teacher out there who's one of my big mentors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Matt yeah, Delaney, yeah. Amanda Lister, Heather Bannis. Um, you know, they're just amazing people who really allowed this to occur. And, and what we've been able to do at Manchester, and I'm thankful that I've been able to really uh, have a district that supports mm-hmm. my thoughts and my visions and, and dreams and, and believes in this. Like, believes in, it's not even just my thoughts and my visions. It's a collective entity. They believe in it. So we've been able to do things like open mics, right? Right, right, right. And what right. we do is... We had this thing called Power Hour at our high school in which we have an hour off and students go eat lunch or they get extra help with their teachers. Um, and as with any system, some students really utilize it effectively. Others could, could do a better job with it. So what we're thinking was one day I just we were just like brainstorming. I'm like, yo, let me just set up DJ equipment in my room, mm-hmm. put some tunes on, set up a microphone, put some lights on and kind of see what happens. What happens, yeah. Um, 
and it was dope, man. Uh-huh. We had like 300 students in the room. <laughs> like students were doing sign-ups. We had freestyles. There was ciphers. There was dancing. There was poetry. There was music. There was um, freestyles. I mean, uh-huh. you name it. Like students were really tapping into themselves and feeling like they belonged. Right, and I was right, like, right. yo, this is pretty dope, man. So we continue. You know, we had our ebbs and flows as with everything. Yeah, we continue yeah, to yeah, learn yeah. and grow. And, and we've moved it around and we've been able to learn from it. And what we do now is each Friday or every other Friday, we're trying to release that over to the students in Mm -hmm. which the students kind of are the MCs and the students are outlining who they want to perform. And the students are outlining, uh, kind of like the flow of the event if they want to have like themes and eventually we want to get to the concept where students are leading students and, and we have workshops. So for example, we could watch, a Dr. Love TED Talk about hip-hop, ed, grit, perseverance, and the importance of utilizing that in the classroom, mm-hmm. and then dive into what she's saying and have a workshop about that, and then spit a poem or write a rap or do a dance or do something as an authentic way to express how you understood and, and, and took that information. Uh-huh. Right. So that's just one one practical example of how you can do that. Right, right, and, right. and we wish to do that, not just in the sense of at Manchester, but we, this is a movement. Like, so, so what we've been able to, what we really want to do is we want to create uh, kind of like a collective of individuals coming together that we call Beat the Odd Squad, mm-hmm. in which individuals who overcome their obstacles and who overcome odds in every capacity and they express their knowledge and their understanding and their healing process mm-hmm. through hip-hop, through music, right, through right, poetry, right. through dancing, through graffiti, through street art, through b-boy and b-girl and pop locking, whatever it is, through emceeing, through rapping. We want to get that together so that this movement can continue to flourish, grow, and thrive. Right, right, right. And I think it's so powerful just seeing how you engage the students and other educators out there are engaging students using these modern, you know, uh, uh, techniques and also just meeting the students where they are. You know, instead of seeing it as a negative, there's so much literature, so much history, so much things that can be taught by embracing that culture, you know. And I think that's something that, you know, you and other educators out here have done incredibly, incredibly well. And to your point, you know, it's connecting with that ancestry, you know, and understanding the history and a lot of things which I just feel in hip-hop, to a degree, so many people are disconnected, don't understand the culture, or so many people within that history are not allowing the b-boying and all these different concepts that originated in hip-hop to say, yo, you all are doing the exact same things that was happening in Brooklyn, that was happening in the Bronx. You know what I mean? So this is the the parallels and the connection. Now let's grow on it, hop on the cypher, and now we're going to use this means to educate you for a bigger purpose and a bigger thing within life. So Exactly, and to build on that point of what you're saying, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, how do, how do we teach that history in the classroom? So what examples are we giving our students when we talk about history, when we talk about literature, when we talk about mentors, when we talk about people who've, who've made a movement, right? Are we talking about the Lauren Hills, right? Are we talking about the Nazis? Are we talking about these people who really like the big puns? Are we talking about these people who, who, who have shifted a paradigm and a culture and, and use that as examples for them to pull from as we talk about history, as we talk about culture, as we talk about our collective story as America, right? Uh-huh. And and not even just America, but throughout the world. And and there's so much benefit to that. Like there's there's people not doing work that that that's hip hop therapy. That's like that legitimately you can heal your emotional well being through hip hop. Talk to him. Like do you hear what I'm saying with this, yeah, my yeah, man? Yeah. Like that's that's the most authentic and real form when people are going about trying to heal. Like music like reflecting uh-huh. like i got my boys right now like yo my boy ian like out there columbia doing this thing like traveling the world like learned about hip-hop hip-hop therapy how how can we how can we engage students mm-hmm. and have them reflect on their experiences in life their experiences in the classroom their yep. experiences with their family their history their culture and have that as a healing process yeah yep, and, yep. and there's 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 power in that man there's power what's wild to even think about is people think pain 
is like a deficit when you go through pain that like it holds you back or or that it'll bring you down but mm-hmm. now actuality pain is power mm-hmm. pain if you take pain and leverage it and you learn from it and you're actually able to to apply concepts and skills and and learn principles mm-hmm. of overcoming and grit and perseverance that that pain that you're experiencing, mm-hmm. if you are around the right mentors and, and, and the right people that are nourishing you and are trying to feed you life and, and are giving you the resources to process your pain, uh-huh. man, that could turn into the most powerful and profound personal story of all time. And that's what hip hop is. Right, right. That's what hip hop is. Yeah, hip hop yeah. is the story and writing of, of the narrative of people who have been ostracized, marginalized, and have gone through so much pain uh-huh. that I need to be able to vocalize my perceptions and my thoughts because I don't. if I don't, like it's based on my survival. Mm-hmm. If I don't, then my story will not even continue to 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 continue. Right, 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 man. And it's so needed, man. Yo. Like I think about like, yo, I think about like. I told y'all this interview bro, was going to be off the chain. Yo, I'm telling you, bro. When I think about like, I think about World War II, right? And I uh-huh. think about the wars that we're fighting and the wars that we're fighting internally, domestically, abroad. And I think about right, like, I think about some of the most biggest atrocities we ever encountered uh-huh. right throughout our world and we talk about all of these horrible things and and that we're still coming to terms with right, right that right. we as americans and, and throughout the world we are still coming to terms with you know slavery both mental physical emotional mm-hmm. the, the repercussions of that an institution that was built from its very inception to ostracize and marginalize people when i talk about like women being ousted or people of color being ousted from mm-hmm. a system that is very real yeah, absolutely right and when i think about people who throughout history have have really tried to, to to do that. I think about somebody like Adolf Hitler who mm-hmm. who literally tried to eradicate a group of people, Jewish people, by burning down their libraries, mm-hmm. by by taking away their music, by taking away their culture, mm-hmm. by by systematically trying to put them in concentration camps and exterminate them right, and, right. and literally erase their existence from the face of this earth. Right, right. And I think about how hip hop is is navigated in that system. And I think about yo we need this in order to survive. Right. Like right. this is like, yo, we need, this is our, this is our historical record. Uh-huh. Like we need this. Like if this isn't even here, like we have people who are trying to erase this. Like yeah. people like in, even in history and modern day and how people talk about the concept of hip hop being co-opted now. And you have conscious hip hop, you have pop hip hop, you have mainstream hip hop, you have conscious. Like, yeah. Everybody gets into this big debate, right? We always talk about these debates, but I'm talking about the real authentic form of hip hop. Absolutely, it's, it's based upon our existence. It's, it's, it's our digital narrative and uh-huh. we need it. Man, listen, I did not tell you all via the social media channels that this interview this morning was going to be <laughs> off the chain. It's hot. He's blazing the microphones right now, man. So, you know, we're going to shift gears a little bit because I, I think just to conclude that point, I mean, just seeing the power to the listeners out there, just the power of hip hop and the way that so many incredible, incredible educators in the world are using, using you know, the art form as a way to inspire, engage students to ultimately make them better citizens, make them better individuals and let their story be told in other ways you know that you know traditionally it was you know was not happening so powerful powerful stuff man so and shifting gears man i'm i'm so i'm not a lurker or a stalker but i i have gone through your instagram and your social media pages just a little bit you know just a little bit incredible 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 things out there and i've i've noticed a lot of the moves and and collaborate collaborations that you've done i mean you know shout out to you know the neax school of education saw that you just got featured on there you a harvard documentary connecticut science center you've been traveling the country literally you know from djing and, and using your art to inspire and engage like what have been some of just the incredible things you know collaborations that you've done that you posted about and people that you may want to shout out want to give a big shout out to science genius uh-huh. uh, you know dr chris edmund and, and uh, teachers college columbia um 
it, it's a collective movement, as I said before, right? Mm-hmm. So when I talked about my story and how I, I'm connected to a larger purpose, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people are looking for. When they're looking for the, the, their sense of unity and their sense of direction, they're looking for purpose. Uh-huh. They, they really are. Like when you find your purpose and you find your passion mm-hmm. and those intersect, it, it's this sense of being alive that's like unprecedented. So when I think about that story, I think about the work that people like Paul Forbes are are doing right now in New York City with the New York City Men's Teach program, right? One of the largest initiatives in the nation to increase male teachers of color and support them. Mm -hmm. And I think about how Paul reached out to me and I think about how Paul was like, hey, Justice, man, like, I know you're involved with the movement. Like, I know you out here doing your thing. Like, you know, you believe in it. You embody it. Like, yo, you want to DJ, like, our science genius battle in New York City? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, I like when he said that, that kind of, like, caught me off guard. I was like, yo, I get to work with, like, one of my biggest mentors so, and people who I look up to. So, like, so just for the audience out there, what, what is science genius? Science genius is essentially a um, rap competition mm-hmm. where students break down scientific concepts so like whether it's like theory of relativity or atoms or molecules or whatever it may be that they're talking about in that scientific component and they break it down in their own understanding mm-hmm. they take a beat that's dope now this could be a beat of an artist or this could be somebody who who made it who's a producer and 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 they spit over that beat so they necessarily tear their narrative over that and they tell their story and they're battling so they're, they're battling and they're 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 elaborating on these elegant and, and, and intricate concepts of science and it is magical dude uh-huh. like it's magical to see like high school students like rap about some of the most complex topics I didn't even I'm still trying to understand uh-huh. so basically that's what science genius is and then they have they battle they have judges come in they decide a winner and then they have like a science genius for each particular borough city or, or state and I mean as as the movement continues to progress I mean it looks like he's going outside the country and science genius could be something that's international right, I know they right, have people right. in Toronto doing their thing out there too so to be able to kind of dj for that type of experience at the javits center in new york city i'm like wow man that was really humbling it's really cool to be around these great people and and see the great things that they're doing so that's that's just you know one small example that you know i've been able to really kind of like be able to to be a part of that i'm really appreciative of of this movement because it is something so much more than just yourself definitely 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 and then and then i've done i did a little bit more you know (laughs) stalking on your other other social media page justice league entertainment tell tell the audience just a little bit what is justice league entertainment you know how did you started and, and what are some some moves that you've been making with that what i appreciate that fam appreciated that so uh basically justice league entertainment is a collective of passionate artists that want to create event and enhance experiences uh-huh. and and what we do is we we, we that's what we that's what we try to embody and it, and it started off uh my last year at uconn um growing up i've always emceed events I've, I've always what makes me come alive is is being in front of people and creating a positive experience for them uh-huh. like i've realized that's what makes me come alive and, and when you're able to answer that question for yourself like what makes you come alive mm-hmm. and and you think about these things and, and you come to terms with that your, your life purpose is so driven so when i think about like what has made me come alive throughout my life it's mm-hmm. that like it's, it's being able to create a positive experience for people so from when i was young I was hosting pep rallies. I was hosting poetry slams. I was hosting pageants and competitions. And when I got to UConn, that just continued to magnify and grow. Mm -hmm. Um, I was hosting open mics. I was hosting dance competitions both at UConn and and nationally. Um, I was asked to host like lip sync competitions and homecoming, some of our biggest events. I was asked to host like uh, learning community kickoffs Uh and kickoff events for like spirit and pride. 
And, and I felt so, to some people, being in front of over like seven to eight to 10,000 people is like terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, yo, that's like terrifying to be in front of that many people. And like, well, don't you choke up? Like, don't you like, don't you get nervous? It, it's so, I get so alive. Yeah, yeah. Like I get so energized and I'm like, yo, let's make this happen. <laughs> and, 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 and I've loved that. And, and I've been able to travel America and throughout the world to do that. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, and. And be in front of over hundreds of thousands of people to be able to do this kind of stuff. So, like, I think about that. And so I was on my, on my last year at UConn. I was like, man, how could I, like, continue this? Like, uh-huh. am I just going to stop, like, emceeing and, and, and hosting events? So people, like, encourage me. They're like, yo, Justice, why don't you just start your own, like, business? Like, you got the energy. Like, you, you know enough people. Like, you got good spirit. You got good positive vibes. Like, people will vibe off you. And I was like, all right. Like, it was kind of thinking about it. And I, I was like, ah, we'll see. And then I was talking to my sister, and I'm like, yo, Jay Ling, like, yo, what should I, like, I don't even know. I'm thinking about this entertainment company. Like, what do you think? She's like, yo, your name's Justice. Like, you should do Justice League Entertainment. Like, yeah. just do that. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she gave me an idea. I was like, ran with it. And I pitched it to my friends, and they were like, yeah, bro, like, do it. And it's wild. I started off Justice League Entertainment, which is now the LLC, off a refund check that I got from a leadership scholarship. Mm. And I get this leadership scholarship, mm. and I look at it, and I'm like, you know what? I see possibilities. Yeah, yeah. And I looked at it and yeah. I saw the dream starting to come together. Yeah, self investment. Yo, it's real. And yeah. I saw it coming together and I take this refund check and I'm like, all right, I invest in this small, yo, I invest like this DJ systems, like this. It's like this small little square box. Uh-huh. I invested in some speakers, a little microphone. And I'm just messing around. I'm in my room, just DJing, uh, trying to match BPMs and do different stuff. And then I just continued to grow. Mm-hmm. And I continued to surround myself with individuals who pushed me and who believed in me. And and, and it just started to build and build uh-huh. and build to the sense where now I have partnerships with institutions like, like UConn and Eastern. And I've been able to do conferences. And I've been able to have partnerships with the Connecticut Science Center and, and DJ Sweet Sixteens and weddings. And, you know, even, like, come back to the university that allowed – me to be who I am and and come back and host some of the biggest events that they have there. Absolutely. Um it's really humbling, right? And and I see where that could go and now now it's growing, right? Like now I have a a, a fellow um you know entrepreneur right here with me who who's my cousin and we're growing we're growing this together, right? Uh-huh. And we're, we're growing this and seeing where it goes and and, and that's what that's what it is. When you're alive, when you're doing what you love, man, and and your your goal is to create events, enhance experiences, make people's lives better, you know, be positive. It, the possibilities are endless to the fact where like I could see Justice League, you know, not even just being entertainment anymore, not mm-hmm. even just being like let me let me kick some tunes and let me like MC your event, your wedding, whatever it is. Like I could see it being like workshops and how do you engage people with music and 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 issues of social justice and how do you allow them to heal through that process and how can we have music be a part of that process? I could see it being you know educational in some degree. Like there's a lot of education and a lot of the things that I've that I've you know been. What also makes me come alive is being around youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Sure. And when I'm around youth, I, I'm alive. And and when when Justice League is around youth, and when we do youth, events for youth, it, it makes me so alive. Mm-hmm. I feel so like at peace. And for other people, they're like, it, it's nervous. Like they get nervous for them because it's like, like all this energy with the young ones and the youth. Like it's like it's too much. I don't know how to yeah, like yeah, navigate yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. these kids are too much. It's too much energy. I'm like, yo, bring this energy. Like, I, come on. Like, let's have a blast. Like, let's let's do a competition. Let's do a dance competition. Like, let's let's continue to have you know a lip sync battle. Whatever it is, I love it. Like, uh-huh. I love it so yeah, much. Yeah. So I would love to just continue that love, and I'd love to you know go into more school systems and and ignite passion, ignite spirit, ignite positivity. So 
you know, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and with all that energy and that passion, you know, Justice League Entertainment, <laughs> social justice. <laughs> What about poetic justice, though? <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to put you on the spot if you're not about dropping some <laughs> some, some potential poetic bars. But <laughs> I if I, that, you know, I mean, do you have some poetic we, bars? We can throw a little side down. We, we, we can, can throw, throw a little side down. Well, 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 right here on the Motivational Jumpstart with Mike Mallory on WHUS2, <laughs> we have Mr. Justice Lopez in the building. And before we bring in his cousin, this phenomenal, phenomenal individual, you know, Jonathan Martinez, I would just like to, to hear from poetic justice. <laughs> okay, fan word. So this piece is a co-piece that uh, is written by... Uh, Collaboration between an amazing educator and I, Ryan Parker, uh, one of my big mentors. Hold up. The world's got a clutch on us. Most of the time is steady trying to make a buck on us. False promises eliminates with honest is. Truth honors us. Mm. Embrace the work. Abolish luck. Make it happen. Never thought that I would make it rapping. Mm. Believe yourself at some point. You got to take the action. Dream big is the message that I teach to you. Dream big is the message that I teach to you. Mm. You need to recognize that when you dream, you sleep in two. And if you sleep while the rest of the world's awake, then the rest of the world will take everything that you slept away. Mm. We got a long way to go, but we gonna make it there. But no one ever said the world would ever make it fair. Instead of hate and struggle, we simply embrace the struggle. We use it to our advantage. We can't escape the hustle. We're here to educate and let our poems do the talking. Mm. We run towards our success. Y'all could do the walking. Mm. Mm, uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, I, I, if that's not poetic, poetic justice for you right there on the ones and twos. So, yo, but oh my God, this is what we're doing right here on the Motivational Jumpstart. So, like, literally, literally, if you was in the studio, you know, once the, once the playback comes, you're going to see how crunk, literally, that's a downside colloquial term, crunk. But anyway, you're going to see how real it just got within the studio. But, um, don't, don't we have your cousin in here? Yeah, fam, we got to get this cousin. So, can, 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 if, if I put on just a random, can, can you introduce your cousin like I introduced you? Yeah, of course. Okay, all right, hold on. Let me see if I can find <laughs> something out here, you know, so we can introduce Mr. John Flo, Jonathan Martinez, right here on the Motivational Jump Store. Ladies and gentlemen, uh. coming up next to bless the mic. Hailing from Bayamuel, Puerto Rico, he is an artist, a DJ, a lyricist, he's a fellow mama's boy, yeah. he can be seen on any street corner, rapping to any instrumental, inspiring the youth by the masses, please clap your hands and stomp your feet. Uh. Uh. For Jonathan Lewis Martinez. <laughs> oh my God! This is what we do here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The motivational jumpstart is only going to continue to get better, and get better, and get better. Uh, you know. So from that standpoint, you know, Jonathan, man, welcome to the show, man. The motivational jump. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. So just, just in sharp, man. What, what makes you come alive, man? What makes you come alive? Man, thank you. That's a great question. Um, you know what makes me come alive it's just the ability to wake up every day right mm -hmm. um i feel blessed and just to do what i love to do it's a, it's a huge thing you know to do what i love to do mm -hmm. and to to make these experiences and share it with others you know because these these experiences i make throughout my life are my experiences but to make them you know part of others lives you know and grow with them is, is crazy you know, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I know that you're big, you know, doing, you know, big in the world, doing some incredible mm -hmm. things, you know, and, and, and I know your cousin Justice Lopez, you know, talked about hip hop ED, but what is hip hop ED to you? Okay, definitely. I like how you said that. Um, you know, me as a person, I don't go from, you know, 
dictionary definitions. You know, I like my very own definitions. So, hip hop ed to me, hip hop ed is you know using hip hop as an art form of therapy, mm-hmm. right, and implementing it into the school systems, right. Where you when you're allowing kids, you know, from marginalized backgrounds, to you know have a voice and choice in this world, because they don't usually have that. Oh, interesting, interesting. And I think so. How have you, you know, just used a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, your talents and in, in, in your 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 artistry to not only just in grow as an individual, as a young man in the world, but also impact your peers? Because I know you've been doing an incredible job at that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like as we all know, I go to uh, Manchester High School. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be a senior, and we have this thing called Power Hour, which you know Justice explained earlier. And uh, a lot of times through Power Hour, I would go to his room. Um, a lot of the kids and his students, he teaches, he teached uh, freshmen. So I, I met a lot of his students, you know, and they felt comfortable with me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm a person that can connect from any background. Right, so right. it was it was real comfortable. Um, and just through music, academically, I got a lot of his kids to grow. Right, 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 and, right. And, um, you know, I found that through music, it's, more, it's much more than just music. You know, it's like a culture. It's a life. Um, it's a language. So through music, I got these kids to write, and it was growing academically. They were writing, you know, for themselves. They bettered themselves, like, through grammar vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. And it was crazy. So writing a song, and they didn't realize that that was helping them write an essay. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I think it's real, real powerful. So how did you all, I mean, outside of being cousins, but how, how, how did the connection, the partnership, the, you know, even more so the friendship? It's one thing just to be cousins. Yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. thing to go <laughs> to the same school and one be an educator, one be a student. But how did you mm-hmm. all connect, you know, Justice? What made you want to bring, you know, him on for the ride and just some of the progressions that you've seen from him, you know, throughout this hip-hop education? Yeah, and it, and it really started with just <clears throat> setting up some, some DJ equipment in a room. <laughs> And, and having John just come by more. Like, uh-huh. honestly, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. And he he, he came by, he started spitting. I'm like, yo, this dude got some serious, serious bars, man. And then <laughs> he'd always stick around. Like, And yeah. the thing was, I was so impressed by his, um, his maturity at such a young age. He was so, so wise uh-huh. for his years. And I was like, yeah. man, this dude... This dude is really, really wise for for his age, and and he would always just come by my room, and then we would just continue to build and grow, and he would hit me with ideas, and then then we would do freestyle sessions during power hour, and then after <laughs> yeah. school, and and now it's grown into this like just like fam, man, like it's just like for yo, real? like it's, it's teamwork makes the dream work, like yeah, it's a yeah, team, yo, like that's that's what it's become. Right, 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 right. No, awesome. So I mean, you want to elaborate a little bit more on that, J J yeah, Flow? So you know, um. I did not know a lot about this DJing stuff, this music stuff. Um, I, I wrote a lot of music when I was little, uh-huh. you know, growing up. I got familiar with it. I practiced for a long time to get to where I was, you know. Mm-hmm. And I practiced also a lot to get to where I am mentally, you know. You know, how to how to take negative things, cope with it, and make it positive. Right, how right, to use right, negative right. energy and make it positive. Um, and how I learned from all these experiences, you know. I started working more. I started practicing uh, DJing and all these things. Time passed by, and I was like, whoa. Everything is possible. You just got to try it. Right, if you right, don't try right. you can't say you can't do it. So when I tried it, I was like, wow, this is for me. You know, I already had the music aspect in my life through writing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is like therapy through another way. Mm-hmm. But it's still music. So I was like, this is just the way to go. Right, right, right. So what is, what do you, oh, okay, and John, I have to be modest right now, so I want to build on that too, because, like, we need to take into consideration, like, Jonathan's story. Like, right, right. This, this dude was totally disengaged from school, man. Definitely. And he, you know, like, coming to school and not wanting to learn and, and coming to school like not wanting to be in his classes and and to now he's a leader like in on campus like people see this young man they're like 
man, this this is education. Like this is the future. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and to see that progress, like to see that progression of this of this mm-hmm. this guy right here is profound, man. Because that's what we're in education for. Like to nourish and grow and to see people become the best versions of themselves. And when somebody like him does Definitely. that and then inspires other people to do so, uh-huh. like this dude, like this dude yeah. has like created a movement. Yeah, like yeah, for real. Yeah, rough, like no, I'm not even like I'm not even trying to like I'm being yeah. real with you. Because I mean it's one thing like, for an educator to say something. Right, right, you right. You know, an educator would be in the building or in the hall and they would say something and the students would be like, Well, you know, we would we would take action, but you're an educator, you're supposed to say that. You yeah, yeah, we're in yeah, a school yeah. with in the school building, you're supposed to say that. You know, so when it comes down to uh, their peer standing up. It's like, whoa, if he could do it, I should probably try that. I should do it too. Um, and then just like the energy in the school, shifting it, it's crazy how all these kids who also were like me that mm-hmm. did not want to be in that class right, right, now right. want to be in that class. So we got all these kids who, you know, came to class all bored, come coming tomorrow the next day like, oh, I hope we have that period today. You know, and just the point of having that kid come to school and be proud for coming to school and have, you know, a purpose for coming to school. Right, 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 right. No, and, and I think it's powerful, man, and just knowing a little bit of your story and the, the, the way you went from disengaged and engaged, you know. So what, what would you just say re- re- really quickly, you know, just the biggest disconnect that a lot of educators, outside of the hip-hop educators and, and, mm-hmm. and, and educators who get, you know, trying to engage students who were once disengaged like yourself. Yeah. But what would you say is like the biggest disconnect? Well, the hardest thing is just depending where you, where your background. Mm-hmm. If you come from different backgrounds, it's hard to connect. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, also, I realized this through a lot of things. The way you dress affects the student's engagement. Mm. You know, if you don't dress, you don't, you know, if you don't dress like they do, they will feel comfortable. Right, you know, when right, you dress right. all formal and stuff, which is cool. It was, it's cool to, to change that norm, you know. Right, right, Dress right, like right. them, you know. Um, I'm not saying saggy pants and all, but, you know, like, dress cooler. You right. know, be like the kid, embody who they are, embody where they came from. Right, and right, when you right. do that, you got these kids coming to class like, Yo, this teacher's dope. He's doing what I do, you know, and it, it reflects back from where I came from. Right, right, right. So, 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 Justice, I want you to tap in real quick. So, what would you say to just people out there? Well, you're not, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here, you know, just to teach you this subject matter, you know, to, to help you get better. What would you say to just any educator out there, you know, kind of what your cousin just elaborated on? Not necessarily the sagging part. You want to, you know, look professional, professional and, and things of that nature, but, you know, someone like yourself, you might throw on a bow tie, you might throw on a, 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 a vest, whatever the case may be that has a, a, a element of swagger, you know, out there in the world, but, you know, just to some educators well this is not my job to to try to you know dress a certain way to to em, em, you know embrace you know the kids which one would say well but these kids are in your environment for this amount mm-hmm. of time you know what would you just say to just those educators well this is not my job to do all that other stuff and and, and i appreciate you asking that question because it, it kind of connects back to that earlier question that you asked you mm-hmm. know what what are some of the obstacles that you had to overcome and being an educator, yeah, yeah, and in some aspects, it's it's a little disheartening to hear when we're in the faculty lounge or we're in a conversation with teachers and educators, and like, that's not my job, mm-hmm. that's not my job. I shouldn't be having to do that. Like, I, it's disheartening to hear how much I, I there's a lot of educators doing great things. Yeah, of course, wanna, there there are a lot of educators doing great things. Absolutely, the majority of them, they are amazing doing. Like, education gets too much of a negative rap. Mm-hmm. We really do. Like, we really do. But there are some small ones that say, like, look, this isn't my job. This isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. This isn't, I, I, I shouldn't be trying to, to connect with them on this level. I shouldn't be trying to do that. 
And what I'm saying is I ask you to reevaluate yourself mm-hmm. and say, why did you get involved in this profession in the very first place? Absolutely. What were your what were your motives? What was your purpose? What gains were you trying to accomplish out of this? And I really want you to have an internal self-reflection as to why you got involved in this work because mm-hmm. it's more than that. It's sure. you have to see your students for who they are, where they come from, what they bring, how can you showcase that both in the classroom, in the town, throughout the nation, and and celebrate them. Mm-hmm. And celebrate them because you don't see enough of this right here. You you mm-hmm. see a lot of negative representation. Absolutely. You don't you don't see Absolutely. this positive representation of, of people coming together. Some young males coming together, some young males of color coming together like, yo, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing to change our system. Now, what, what, what they want to show you is all these negative representations, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and 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 I ask you, what is the purpose of what you're doing? Right. Is it to teach them a date that the revolution occurred in 1776? Mm-hmm. Is it to teach them a word? Is it to teach them that E equals MC squared? Mm-hmm. Right? Because those things are... You know, they're important, okay? Like, we need to know them. Absolutely. But I, I ask you to dig a little deeper because that is just the superficial top layer. And I ask you to look behind the identity, mm-hmm. right? You hear this story, identities behind the unknown, mm-hmm. right? You heard that song earlier. Absolutely. And I, and I ask you to reflect on that because everybody has a story to tell. Everybody, one of my favorite quotes by Plato is, be kind for each person you meet is fighting a harder battle. Mm. And I ask you to reflect on that. Mm-hmm. And I ask you to think about what really matters and what truly, how are we showcasing that? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are okay with saying, this is not my job, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I direly beg and ask you to reevaluate what you are doing. Right. Because there are a lot of people who would answer that question in a much different way, who would want the position that you are in. And in the current economic situation that we are in right now, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be real. There's hundreds of people applying for one position yeah. who right. want this, who want to be there, mm-hmm. who want to be alive, who want to impact our students, mm-hmm. who want to be there for them, yeah. not just in the sense of teaching them a statistics or teaching them whatever historical concept we want to teach them. It's 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 we're there to build their character. Yeah. We're there to build principle. We're yeah. there to build people. And, and I really ask you to consider what you're doing. Right, right. No, no. I think it's powerful. So, mm-hmm. John Flo, we we we're, we're winding down now. But just I have one more question because hopefully you're gonna bless the microphones in here. Hopefully, uh, oh, hopefully let's go. Your cousin oh. did it. He did his thing. You know. So okay, definitely. But I just want to. What would you say to your peers out there? You know, the peers. You know, from yeah. from your level of your trans. You know, a transition that you've done from being disengaged and engaged and the the powerful people. But what would you just say to any of your peers out there yeah. that why they should just take education serious and yeah. you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah. What would you say to them? Um, I just I just I would say grind, keep grinding, because mm-hmm. uh, you know a man and a woman is mostly judged in time of crisis, mm-hmm. and you're struggling most of the time while you're in school. Mm. So people aren't watching that. Yeah. So you know, just um, keep working hard, don't give up. Cause there's a lot of benefits after the struggle. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's beauty in the struggle. Mm-hmm. So you got, you know, you got to keep grinding, make it happen. Gotta make it happen. Gotta make it happen. So I'm just curious, man. What's <clears throat> what's next for both of you? Like, what, what's next? I mean, well, I, I mean, I was school, man. Uh huh. School. About, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. So Where, school. What about you, Jay? Yeah, Lover? we're continuing to build. I mean, mm-hmm. it's gonna be John senior year. So yeah, we're yeah. looking to yeah. you know, expand the beat the odd squad movement, expand the open mic movement, expand hip hop ed movement. Uh, continue to grow with Justice League. Continue to grow. 
emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, just continue to grow in every aspect and capacity mm -hmm. and bring others along with us. Yeah, because yeah. it's just one thing to be by yourself and experiencing this movement together. Like, Definitely. we've been able to do some amazing stuff, yeah. like travel the nation and uh -huh. do such cool things. Like, yeah. no, we yeah. want to bring people along with us. Like, if you want to be a part of this, yeah, like, yeah. come out mm -hmm. and present at conferences like NICOR, New York Core Radical Educators. Like, come out and present and, and, and meet people yeah, at yeah. NAME, National Association for Multicultural Educators. Like, come out and build together. together like, yeah. we want yeah. us, this is a movement. So, like, come and hop on yeah. and, and enjoy <laughs> this experience. Train yeah. the positivity. Yeah. It's like, because, you know, like, when you're able to do all these amazing things, I never thought were possible. You know, at my age, is crazy. Mm -hmm. and, and just how I did it, you know, and I was able to change from negative to positive mm -hmm. and change all these experiences I had in my life. You know, we could make even kids from a younger age experience mm -hmm. that, you know. So it's just it would be dope. So I just I want to make sure they keep that mindset that make sure that it can happen. Right. But right. you got to put the work in. Got to put the you work know, you in. You have to. Got to grind. Got to continue to better yourself. Got to continue. Speak louder than words. Absolutely, you got to continue to 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 latch on to those phenomenal, incredible mm -hmm. individuals. To the yes. students out there, you have to be, you know, morally courageous and bold and, yes. and and ready to, you know, continue to 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 inspire your peers, inspire generation. That's what it's mm -hmm. all about, building together. So, yes. I mean, I mean, Jay, look, so so to the listeners out there, you know, in in, in conclusion, mm -hmm. you know. I'm not going to say that I met with John Flo last night and I challenged him to create something authentic for the show this morning. I'm, I'm yeah, not going to say that. But, I mean, he told me he was going to bless the microphone. And, and so, so you're going to bless the So right here on the Motivational Jumpstart on WHUS2, Mr. Jonathan Martinez, a.k.a. Mr. John Flo. All right. Can you tell me what is right in the world that's left? And can you tell me what is hearing in the world that's deaf? And have you thought about hip-hop if you don't have most deaf? But welcome to this game, because in this game we have no refs. Yeah, we the best, uh. And lately, have you thought about mm. reality? It's crazy how this thing's really a tragedy, and many folks seem to live happily. No oxygen from cops choking mm. us down. Bodies are losing gravity. Full of pain and no laughter. We live in disaster. We got more prisons than pastors. Mm. And people have the nerve, the nerve to say, hey, yo, I love the system that we living in. And I'm like, yo, is this the one you'll put your children in? Because mm. lately these cops ain't listening. Mm. Oh! Oh! Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> Drop bombs on the job. Listen. <laughs> listen, listen, man. Right here on the Motivational Jumpstart, man. I appreciate you fellas for coming through. Man, any last thank words you, you want to leave the listeners, man? Way. Any last words, J-Flow? Any last words you want to leave the no, listeners? I just uh, keep grinding stay positive. You know, uh -huh. it's a long journey. You know? Like he said, you know, we're going to make it there. Yeah, yeah. But nobody said the world will make it fair. Word. So let's embrace the struggle. Let's make it happen. And let's make right. it happen. J. Lopez. Life is a beautiful struggle. Continue to surround yourself with positive people that make you come alive. That's yeah. all I can say. That's all you can say. Well, right here for the Motivational Jumpstart, we want to thank Mr. Justice Lopez, you know, hip-hop educator, Justice League Entertainment, and definitely want to thank Mr. Jonathan Martinez, John Flo, for coming to, like, well, thank you. Coming to the studio. So, so last question, you all going to come back, right? Oh, of course, question. yeah. We're going to come back and we hold us accountable. We need to come back and talk about the progress that we said what our what our future goals are going to be. All right. So we want to talk about that. Right, What's right. the progress? All right. Make sure, and we're also going to have you all as some special core, you know, as some special consultants for 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 you know the motivational jumpstart. As mm -hmm. different issues and things arise right. throughout the right. school right. year, we're going to bring you all back. Done. You know, Definitely. so hey, oh, Justice, you have to be writing out these these permission slips, <laughs> and we're going to make it work. But to the listeners out there, thank you for listening to the motivational jumpstart right here on WHUS two. We have some more fire, some more incredible, incredible, you know, engaging, inspiring people. 
that will be rolling through. This is what we're here. We're trying to, you know, shift the culture. We're trying to tell our truths. So hopefully those truths can help other individuals find their truths and, you know, get better every single day. For the Motivational Jumpstart, I'm Mike Mallory, and we are out.